think it's working. It didn't take me to the page it usually does, but I'm gonna assume we're live. Let me pull up here. Okay, there we are. We're good. Yeah. All right, so we're going live. So on episode five today, everybody. So we're going live with uh, uh, LPT and Chair Dave Jones and Councilwoman Trisha Butler. Howdy, y'all. Hello. How y'all doing tonight? Uh, doing all right. How are you? Well, we finally made it here. I know we've had to reschedule a couple times, mostly because I'm an idiot, but, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. So it's been, oh, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I think I get to take the idiot card. I never know what, what time zone I'm in. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, the most recent one's my fault. So I'll take that one. But, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's been a couple of months since, uh, you know, the convention and, you know, a lot of stuff has gone down, you know, since then, um, as far as ballot access and all that. But, uh, um, you know, it's good to have y'all both on here, you know, just kind of so both y'all can, you know, get the word out there that, you know, LPTN is, you know, strong as ever and everybody's willing to work together to get things done. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of a lot of good stuff happening in the state. Uh, as me and you were talking earlier, the Tennessee Republicrats seem to be wanting to pitch us a bunch of softballs, kind of showing the corruption, whether it's uh, Johnny Shaw talking about stealing votes away from them during, our, during the ballot access discussion there on Capitol Hill, to uh, the city of Carthage throwing Cole Abel out of a... Uh, out of a meeting up over there in uh, Carthage. So uh, Republicans are doing a lot of good work for us, putting a lot of good material out there that we can share exactly uh, what kind of shit asses that they, they can possibly be here in the state of Tennessee. It's just, I mean, it's unbelievable, like how easy they're trying to make it, you know, in this day and age, especially with everything, you know, is recorded. You know, there's cameras everywhere. It, I mean, it's just like they're not even like it's almost as if they feel so secure in their position that they're like, I can say and do what I want to. And nobody will do a damn thing. As long as I say Republican or Democrat, nobody cares. And, you know, uh, things are going to start changing. You know, people are going to start saying like, holy crap, these are the people we're putting in these offices. It's just it's yeah, just exactly. Exactly. It's going to be it's going to be increasingly difficult for them to be able to hide the more uh, access that people have to these uh, hearings and the more that we can get them out there. I know Tricia has been uh, really been good at getting the word out about what happened over in Carthage. So Trisha, as, a, as an elected official, can you give us uh, kind of a rundown on exactly kind of what happened there? So I see, um, first of all, everything that you're saying is spot on. They they don't feel like they even need to hide. Um, a lot of the corruption and stuff is just really blatant. And it, it really boils down to the fact that they know that people aren't watching. They know people aren't watching and um, things get just shoved right under the rug while people are looking the other way. Um, and that's one of the big things that I try to do is take the videos because I got six hour city council videos and I take them and I take the little snippet out and that's what I share 
so that people can get an idea of what's going on. I was actually sitting in city council myself when Cole said, hey, how's it going? I just got kicked out. And I was like, what? So I went through my whole meeting. I got home real late. I think I was home like close to 11 or 12 that night. And I went and I watched the part that he was talking about. And I was like, this is wild. Like, we're crazy here in Clarksville. But they really know, you know, they, they got 1,200 people voting on in their total city council race. So, you know, effectually getting that information out to a smaller group of people, is it's just a lot easier, uh, especially when you have Spike Cohen sharing stuff. So I isolated the, the video and I wrote my whole write-up on it. And then he wrote a write-up on it as well, because the first thing that happened is people and I, I'm very careful about this. Um, people in the town were like, you're not even from here and you don't really know what's been going on. And I'm like, I don't need to know the history here. What happened in that situation was wrong because so our city council charters, we have to, we have to do Robert's rules. And it's not just like, I know that for, say, the Libertarian Party to do Robert's Rules, it's necessary, um, you know, if you're a nonprofit or something like that. But when it comes to city, because it is law, it is an ordinance, it is law that you have to do Robert's Rules. So when they're just willy-nilly doing whatever they want, they're literally breaking laws. And those are the things that they don't realize. You can't just kick a city, a, an elected official out. You're removing their entire voice for their constituency. So, I mean, uh, my understanding is that what she did was absolutely illegal. And I think the part that floored me the most about what happened uh, in Cole's case is that the city council members just started to get up and walk out. Yeah. Like, like they just, and, and look, if you look back at any of my any of my city council meetings in the last few months, they've been wild. And I sit there, you can't see all of us, thank God. I sit there sometimes and I'm just like, this is hours of me listening to people I don't agree with. But I've never gotten up to walk away. And they're like, well, but if he's been doing this for 18 months. And I'm like, I don't care if he's been doing it for 12 years. Like, you don't just get up and walk. How childish can you be? Yeah, you know? yeah. If you don't it's like what he's, yeah, if you don't like the, you know, that he's been doing it for 18 months and you can't stand it, leave. I mean, just, just give up your done. seat and let somebody else take it. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, I mean, could you imagine the national backlash if this happened at, at like in a Senate hearing or something and somebody just said, I don't know, I don't like what this senator from down the road saying, we're going to have the Capitol Police come in here and drag him out. The, the the amount of backlash. I mean, you would talk you'd be talking about, you know, having senators removed for that, like like removed from office through procedures for that. Yeah, I believe Yeah, yeah I believe uh, Carl is supposed to be on the Spock show tonight, I believe, talking about that, isn't he, Trish? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but that'd be cool. I think I think yeah, I think I saw earlier where he's supposed <laughs> What's well, funny yeah. is in Congress, when in Congress, they, I mean, they do that. They'll talk for hours and hours. what is it called? Not see the term just slipped my mind, but they do that in order oh. to drag it out. Gerrymandering? No, no. It's uh oh my God. 
It's basically it's where they try to block it by talking forever. Yes. Yeah. Can you can you imagine filibuster? Can you imagine them just being like, remove them? It's like, that's an actual tactic because you can't just remove them, you know? And that's what they did. She just slammed her gavel and said, she just talked right over him, wouldn't let him put his, it was, it was, I've never like, wow. (laughs) It was nuts. I am anxious to see what he has to say uh, to Spike. And and I pushed it around as much as I could. um, And I know some of the leadership was, uh, I think I think someone in leadership asked Spike to put that out, and whenever Spike grabs something and posts it, you get traction on it. And in Cole's particular situation, I'm like, good, because people needed to see that. Yeah, that that should be. I mean, that shouldn't be Tennessee news. That should be national news. I mean, they're not going to cover it because they don't want to see the fact of you know how these small towns are able like not it's not i guarantee you it's not even just here i'm sure it's happened to other places you know like cities where you know one party may control everything they can throw whoever they want to out and nobody cares because oh well my party's in charge so i don't really i don't really care but um if y'all don't mind i would like to uh go ahead and show the video for people who may not have seen it who may be listening to this like the one single person in the entire world who hasn't seen it yet um, but yeah, I would like to go ahead and share and uh, see. Shoot, yeah, roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Y'all can see the video here. Yep. Yep. Oh. Yeah, so right there you can see, I mean, he doesn't get, what, all of 10 words in, and she's basically just trying to shut him down, like, oh, we don't want to hear what you have to say, we just want you to just go away. I mean, that's really all that is. I mean, anybody who's watching. I think her exact words were, everyone here is an adult, they can read your resolution. I think that's what she said. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what she said, but. But and the matter of fact is, is nobody, you know, hardly anybody in that room is acting like an adult. You know, he's he's <sighs> sitting here trying to just read off his motion. And I, I highly doubt he's going to go through and read it, you know, like a, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand page essay. It's, he's just introducing the motion, just saying, hey, this is what the motion is. She won't even le- let him go through that. And, it, and- it, it, yeah, I think it's exactly like you said. I mean, she she says everyone here is an adult. But then here in a minute, you see several of them uh, getting up and packing their toys up and taking them back to their own sandbox. So 
I, I think uh, kind of proved false that uh, a lot of people there in that meeting were adults. <laughs> and they had stopped him uh, and during a previous motion and basically said, you have two minutes. So at this point, he's like, wait a second, I'm 20 seconds in. You just told me I have two minutes. And now you're, and this is what I mean. Like they're changing the rules as they go. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I was going to say something else. I totally spaced it. You're good. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll finish it up here and maybe we'll come back to you. I'm just going to stop it there because, I mean, there's nothing else to, to see. But, I mean, from that point on, the police chief walks over and does the state's bidding and removes him. I mean, that <laughs> if that's not a gross abuse of power, I don't know what is. I mean, especially at a small town level. I mean, that's that's the – I mean, that, that should be textbook. You know, if you look in the encyclopedia over, you know, in government overreach, that right there, that video should be – stamped right there i mean that's 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 disgusting i mean anybody who watches that should be disgusted by that yeah that's like i said that's exhibit a right there to look at uh all those elected officials picking up their papers putting them in their little folders and starting to walk out cole is just there trying to represent the interests of his constituency that has elected him to be their voice and they're trying to short, shut his voice down. They're picking up their state stuff, leaving like little kids. And then that's when the mayor has has the uh, chief come over and escort Cole out. But but I, I love how Cole says his piece as he's taking one item at a time off of the table and putting it in his briefcase. He doesn't take everything at once. He's like, I'm going to take one piece of paper at a time. Yes, I'm leaving. But I'm gonna talk the entire time. I'm packing one piece of paper at a time in this folder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm good. I just remembered what I was gonna say. Um, he had told me that the the reason that he was trying to um, to read through what he was trying to read through is because he wanted the people to know um, what what was failing. Because you know everything's failing for lack of second. I'm hard pressed to believe that they didn't. Uh, break the sunshine law to coordinate that. Um, But that's just speculation. Um, But he said, you know, he wanted them to hear because you're talking about a small town in the the middle of Tennessee and he's putting forward a 2A amendment resolution. So they're not voting it down because they don't like it. They're voting it down because they don't like him. And that is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Me, for instance, I have already noticed that stuff that I put forward, if it has my name on it, it's, there's a problem. So uh, we need to look at the fact that this system is so broken 
that they're ignoring doing the right thing, even if they agree with it, just because of whose name's on the resolution. And it is disgusting, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for for uh, this incident to happen on on a two A issue, and you've you've also had uh, Clarksville where you tried to introduce the uh, uh, the two A measures up there, and it, it's so shocking to see these towns in a state like Tennessee where the majority of the con- constituency of the state is a very pro two A state, and to see these uh, politicians and these small towns across Tennessee choosing uh, these resolu- these 2A resolutions is, is, is kind of a hill to die on when, when they're out here publicly like tossing people out of, uh, tossing coal out of meetings, you know, uh, <clears throat> telling you what, what they told you when, when you tried to push your 2, 2A measure. You know, d- did you ask the district attorney that was about cannabis. They passed, Clarksville passed the 2A resolution. Oh, they got the, t- the cannabis, yeah. that's right, the cannabis one, yes. It was the ca- but it was funny because here's the thing. So these resolutions for, for my city, I'm not sure about his, I haven't read his charter. Mm-hmm. Um, the resolutions, we just send them to state so that state knows how Clarksville feels about it. And we had sent that night two other resolutions. We had already voted yes on the 2A and on one um, against all of these trans and gay rights bills. We had we had agreed on both of these. And then the cannabis bill comes up and they're like, oh, we have to send that, we have to send that back to the legislative committee. And I'm like, we just passed two resolutions. Why cannabis, you know? Uh, I mean, and if you look too, I was just looking through, uh, you know, the three things he had introduced. And the first resolution was basically uh, to abolish the building inspection fee being paid by city members. Uh, and he decided to change it after the American Legion. The American Legion was charged $50 per flag to Mount Brackish to buildings in the downtown area. I mean, that's right there. So basically, you can hang American flags on buildings, but we want our cut of what you're going to do. So, I mean, the flag, the pole, and the mount isn't $50. I mean, you can buy that junket, uh, walmart for less than that i mean they're they're what 30 bucks for an outdoor hang-up flag or something like that maybe 15 even (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean you shoot you can get on walmart from i hate to say from china for less than that yeah and it's your building yeah the tennessee mafia they have to have their cut even (laughs) when you're hanging an american flag yeah, that's that's American politics. So I mean, you want to hang the flag, we're going to charge you for it. It's just it's ridiculous. Fifty bucks a flag. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's stuff like that. It's just uh, look, uh, there's a lot of Republicans and Democrats I know. I can show them stuff like this, and they're like, "Oh, that's bad," but that's not that's not widespread. I'm like, "Yeah, it is." It's this may be an isolated incident that you're actually seeing. But yeah. it doesn't mean that it's and isolated. Yeah, and they're getting to see these things because we've got elected officials in Tennessee in these positions that, that are boots on the ground saying this, like Trisha Butler and Cole Ebel and Erica Ebel, Stephen Chambers, Joshua Beal. You know, that's why we need to get more elected officials here in the state of Tennessee. And, you know, working with Trish and... You know, what we did this weekend going out there for uh, Rob and uh, walking the neighborhoods, we need more libertarian legislators 
in local offices all around the state of Tennessee because <laughs> we can focus on exposing this stuff. Like you said, they say, oh, well, it isn't rampant. It doesn't happen in my county. It doesn't happen in my, my city. Well, guess what? It does. There's just nobody there we to... Need buddies. We, we need buddies. Like, it, I don't think that... And, and Cole is like, um, you know, he's, he's like a humble guy, right? And had he not said something to me that night, I doubt that he would have went and, and gotten that video and put it out there. Because we don't want to call attention to ourselves. That's like the antithesis of what we're doing. Yep. But I'm his buddy. So if I see my buddy get lit on fire, then I can go to bat for him, you know? And, and I love that we're doing that. And I can't wait to have more elected officials so, you know, we can get together and drink our beers and discuss how we're going to burn this mother down, you know? <laughs> I do want to say uh, on the buddy thing, uh, you know, Trisha and I were both prior military, you know, both army. And there's one thing that they, they had in the army that they call the battle buddy system. Now it it's very childish and very preschooler, but it's for a good reason. Uh, mostly because you'll see an 18 year old show up on base with a Camaro at 35% APR. And just like, why'd you let your battle do that? So, but, but she's right though. We do need to watch out for each other. You know, there's a lot of libertarians that, you know, are very quiet about this stuff. You know, we, we may get, you know, shit on from time to time and it's up to the rest of us to help say, Hey, look, you know, this is what's going on. This dude didn't want the attention drawn, but you know, look at this. So this is crap. I mean, like he went to this dealership looking for a Prius and they threw him in a Hummer, you know, for a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, Come on now. Yeah, and that, that's why, you know, I love Tennessee. I love the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. You know, we've got to have each other's backs. We, we are always going to – they're always going to try to push us up against the ropes. And, you know, in Tennessee, we have each other's backs. You know, we are a unity state. You know, we, we work together well no matter what project – type of project that we're working on. And I love that about Tennessee. You know, if Trisha Butler, if, if they're trying to push her against rope, coal, anybody, you know, if uh, they're trying to push one of our uh, local affiliates, you know, we need to be there. We need to, like you said, that that battle buddy system where, where we all work together. We all have each other's backs because, you know, the more we grow and the more noise we start to make, the more pushback that we're going to start to see. So we got all got to kind of work together and, you know, have each other's backs when this stuff happens, you know, it's not okay that this happened to Cole. And like Trisha said, you know, a lot of times these people target people like Cole and people like Trisha because, you know, they, they are principled libertarians who are standing up for their people who elected them, their constituency. So, you know, they, they are representing the people over this politic crap that, that they are trying to pull. And, you know, it's starting, starting to pull the curtain back a little bit on the good old boy clubs down here at the local levels and even at the state levels. I mean, th thank you, Johnny Shaw, for pulling your own curtain back. And if you'll notice in that video there, they tried to shut his mic off halfway through his speech because he was telling too much truth on why they don't want ballot access in Tennessee. So, 
why why would I vote for a bill that's going to cost me votes? Yeah. And, and I think, it basically, it, that, uh, kind of paraphrasing Johnny Shaw's words was he was talking to Representative Holsey who put forward the bill. And he, he basically said, I don't know what party aligns more with my party, party aligns more with your party. But right now, if we put anybody else on the ballot, they're just going to take votes from good candidates from my party and your party. He said, everyone in Tennessee, he said, everyone in Tennessee is either a Republican, a Democrat, or an independent. There is no other parties in Tennessee. Yeah, we don't exist. We're figments of your imagination. (laughs) I'm a a file with the IRS this year as a non-living member of society because apparently as a libertarian, I don't exist. So I'm not, I just don't pay taxes anymore, I guess. Well, well, don't file as non-existing, because then you'll vote Democrat. <laughs> you'll just help Johnny Shaw. Yeah, I'm not even the same county, and I probably would. Um, but so, one thing I did want to touch on is, uh, so I'm trying to figure out how to word this so I don't hurt a whole bunch of feelings, only just some. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, <laughs> um, so I talk to people and they say, well, why would your party not be, you know, why would your party be different? You know, talking about the Libertarian Party, be different than Democrats or Republicans. They say, oh, you know, you, you, you don't think that they're principled and you think that they just say stuff to go along with party lines. I said, I said, if you meet more than two, if, let, let's take, let's take this example. I, and this is the example I'll use. I say, let's take three Libertarians, you put them in the room, give them a topic. They will tear each other apart on that policy. I said, libertarians are very principled, number one. And we don't we don't stand for authoritarianism, whether it be national party, whether it be national federal government, whether it be anything. I said, libertarians hate libertarians more than the Democrats and Republicans ever could. And so we stand by, you know, we, everyone I've met has pretty much stood by what they believe in. You know, so they're not going to sit there and say, well, you know, if I want my party to win, we should probably back that. You know, I don't believe in that, but no, it's going to be, oh, you're not a real libertarian. And and it's, it's, it, that's how it's going to be. It, but it, and honestly, you know, it, it, you see a lot of that on social media, but, and, and a lot of people get upset about it. You know, they're like, oh, this not real libertarian crap needs to stop. It's actually good if you think about it because it keeps the party honest. It it keeps debate open. It keeps actual ideas flowing, and it keeps people true to what they believe in. Um, and that's something you don't see from the Republicans and Democrats anymore. You know, um, I, I I've not verified this yet, and I need to. Um, uh, Dan Crenshaw in Texas supposedly I've seen some rumors flying around that he's supporting red flag gun laws, which basically yeah. is. Just, yeah, he he's done that in the past. I mean, how 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 do you claim to be a Republican and say that you're pro gun while supporting legislation that would take guns away from people without number one due process and number two any gun laws and infringement? So I mean, well, do not infringe. Well, I've talked to my buddy about this before about like Republicans, uh, Democrats, and, and not all of them. We don't want to scoop them all into one big pile. 
you know, but for the majority of major politics, there's a reason why in the WWE Hall of Fame, you have two governors, a president, and soon to be a county mayor. It's because kind of, you know, being a good, uh, a Southern boy, watched a lot of wrestling when I was young. A lot of politics, a lot of these politicians, the reason that pro wrestlers do so well in politics when they leave, a lot of times is because pro, uh, pol major politics, these politicians, it's kind of like pro, you've got your heels, you've got your faces, they get the crowd riled up, they're both against each other, hitting each other with, over the head with steel chairs and giving themselves stone cold stunners. And then at the end of the day, when the lights go out, the t-shirt sales are done, they all go out drinking down at the bar together. So, you're, not, I mean, you're not fixing to tell me wrestling's fake, are you? It, I, it's because they're good actors. Yes. Politicians, because they're good actors. I'll Absolutely. be the one that said it. Yeah, actors, wrestlers, they do well. They do well. I mean, a lot right, of people that's the end of the episode. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> but, but like I said, we don't want to lump them all in there. We, we've got some. We've got some good people out there, and maybe each one of the parties that try to work outside of that system, but but they get stuck in that system because when when you're working, a lot of times, I mean, you can see it with the with the GOP in Tennessee, how they changed their bylaws a few years ago where, you know, now that they have supreme control over the state of Tennessee with exceptions of areas around Memphis and Nashville, you know, they, they can basically pick and choose who they want on the primaries. If they don't like somebody, they can throw them off, you know, because a lot of people have come to me before with that same old line, you know, why don't, why don't you run as a Republican and change the party from the inside? It's like, Oh, why haven't we ever thought of that before? Ron but, Paul? <laughs> but in Tennessee, I try to explain to I mean, the GOP, a few years ago, I mean, they changed their bylaws. People like a lot of liberty-leaning people in Tennessee that are in offices are terrified of the GOP because it's like a mafia. I mean, if you don't play the game, you don't get the money. And you might end up getting primaried out if you don't play the game. Yeah, it's 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 that's pretty much what it is. It's it's I don't I don't even want to say mafia because I don't think they're taking hits out on people yet. Uh, um, but it's more like a cult, and you've got to walk the walk, talk the talk. The state. Yep the you know the upper echelon tells you what to say. If you don't say it, see you later. Get, uh, get out on the street, figure something out. And it's just, and both sides are like that. And like you said, you know, um, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans both want to fight it out. You know, they want this division because the more division that they have, the stronger their party is. Mm -hmm. If you look at the last, I will say in, in my lifetime, you know, I'll say Bush is probably the first president I can remember. I remember it was, it got kind of bad towards his towards the end of his second term, but I remember under Obama it got real bad. Like the real red, you know, real divisive rhetoric. You know, the real, you know, oh you're evil, you're a bad person if you support this bill, or you're a bad person if you support this guy. I, 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 
golden Trump statue at CPAC will strike me down for this, but um, uh, I I said it last episode. I give it credit. I give credit to Bernie Sanders supporters. Those people, and if you've ever talked to them, you know these are people. They're I don't agree with them on most of anything, but they're very principled. They stand behind, you know, what he says. A lot of, you know, a lot of them didn't turn out for Hillary Clinton in 2016 because they felt like he got, he got stiffed and he did. I mean, it come out later on that he got, you know, railroaded because he wasn't willing to talk the talk and walk the walk. And, you know, I think, I think the dude's an old, soviet communist and he you know raves the the wet the red flag and all that good jazz but you know you got you got to admire the man because at least he stands behind what he's always said he's 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 been the same communist he's always been he's not changed to win he's just he's just always been like that so i mean i, I like i said you know i'll make jokes or whatever but I, i'm being serious i mean he's he's been the same if you go back and look he's been the same person he's always been Joe Biden hasn't, Kamala Harris hadn't, you know, Trump, he's, he's always been kind of a dick. I mean, that's, that's who he's always been. His policies flip flop just to, just to get him on the ballot, but he's always been an asshole. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it, it, you can really tell who's going to do the right thing by the policy that they've always supported. You know, politicians that have been in Congress for a long time, I can't name a single one that's been in Congress more than 20 seconds, but I believe is genuine. I, I don't think any of them care. Cause I mean, hell they're making what almost $300,000 a year now. Hell I'll, I'll wear a dress on main street and carry around a tumbler with, I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll do some dumb shit for $200,000 a year. I mean, I, I'll do something stupid. So, I mean, and I think, I think that's a big part of it is the money, you know, as Dave said, you know, you've got to be willing to walk the walk and talk the talk within the GOP and the DNC in order for them to give you the money for your campaign. And I think that's the big problem is the money aspect of it. So let me, let me touch on a couple of things that you said. I was down here writing notes. Uh, I spoke <laughs> to, I, I sat down with my mayor today because the, um, the environment on my city council is so toxic. And uh, we were talking about why that is and what we can do to change that. And he actually made a really good point that I appreciated and that's that, you know, that trickles down, it leaches from like national and the, the way that we've been going. And I would agree with you probably since Obama um, to now is that we flipped from, I don't like your policy. I don't like your opinion. I don't like your ideas to, oh, you have that idea. You're the devil. Oh, you have that idea. You're a Nazi. Oh, I don't agree with that policy. So you must be. Charles Manson. So we're attacking people instead of ideas. And that's like the, yes. the, the biggest problem right now. And the Libertarian Party is really good at that too. Mm -hmm. um, and then something else that you were talking about, you were talking about Bernie Sanders. And I will tell you that consistency is highly um, respected in politicians because they're so inconsistent. So like me, I've had, I've had people like legitimately email me or message me on Facebook and say, I don't agree with anything you say, but at least you say the same thing every time someone asks you. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. Um, but when we're talking about, so when we start talking about, uh, especially here in Tennessee, you start talking about the GOP because that is the super ultra majority. Um, 
you know, I have to give credit for making the choice that I made to stop straddling the line um, between Republican and Libertarian as a politician um, to Justin Amash. Because, you know, Justin Amash taught me, you can do this for the better part of a decade, a decade and a half, and it doesn't matter. You're only going to get so far. You're only going to get, you, you know, you stop getting stuff accomplished when you start dissenting. And it's because there's a problem with the system. And once you get down to like a local level where like me and Cole are, um, I don't even know that you, like I, I know which people on my city council lean which way based on their policies, things they vote on, you know, or the meetings that they attended. But when it really comes down to it, it's just, it's like, I can't I think of the word right now. It's the, um, uh, you know, there's the one crowd of people that control everything. My, I'm brain farting. What are they called? The establishment. Have, I was going to say jazz have, hands. Jazz, jazz hands. <laughs> the establishment. And to be honest with you, here in Tennessee particularly, the establishment doesn't care what color shirt you're wearing. They don't care. You know what I mean? And it comes mm -hmm. down to what you guys are saying. Money. So for me, it's like, well, I'm just going to go as far as I can go as an independent because that's, you know, libertarians don't exist. Yep. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason to do it from inside the party because then you are under the iron thumb of the party, you know? And I like to say, uh, no cuffs on me. Even the libertarian party doesn't cuff me. I'm going to do the right thing, you mm -hmm. know? So that's why we can't do it from within the party. Yeah. And, and I love uh, the point that you made is, uh, you know, uh, American politics has gotten to the point, like you said, where we're attacking people instead of policies. And that, that just ain't right. You know, and we as a Libertarian Party need to start realizing that we can attack state policy uh, that is put forward by these representatives, but people, regular, honest to God people is who we're, we're trying to reach as libertarians. And, you know, going back to the 2016 election with Hillary Clinton calling people deplorables, you know, that, that rally people to, to attack voters, to attack regular average people just because of what lane that they, they, felt that they had to be put in to vote it, it's it's not right that that's one reason you know that I, i'm proud of some a lot of the stuff that we're doing in this state to do outreach to actual honest to god people and show them who we are through our actions through what we do through uh, the voting records of our elected officials like trisha butler and Cole Liebel and all, all the other vote, uh, elected officials, we're showing them what we do. Let's not attack individual people. Let's go out and do outreach to them. Let, let's talk to them. Like uh, what we're doing uh, May the 8th in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna cook people breakfast. We're gonna put together uh, packages for, for people. And then we're going to go out into Murfreesboro and we're going to knock the doors. We're bringing in Brent DeRitter from North Carolina. He's going to do a training class with us on that Friday night to kind of teach us uh, a better way of messaging libertarian principles to at a mass scale. 
the people during such a thing as a pound the pavement event. And we're hoping not only is it going to help grow that the Nashville region, the Rutherford County party, but maybe we can bring out some people who are like, you know, I've been thinking about running for office. My, my city councilor, my county commissioner or whatever, I don't agree with what, well, all right, come on, let, let's figure out how, how can we help you? You know, it, not only are we helping the community and helping uh, get the phrase libertarian and libertarianism out there in a different light than what a lot of type of a lot of propaganda likes to tie us to that people like to say we're selfish uh, they're like smog sitting in a misty mountain on a pile of gold and they don't like to share with nobody and they hate everybody and they just want to we're not those people i mean the libertarian philosophy is a caring and loving and peaceful philosophy and you know it, in order for a lot of our philosophies to work it, it takes that loving and caring attitude towards people. So I think the more that we get out to our communities, like what we're doing in Murfreesboro, you know, the more that the Libertarian Party in Tennessee starts to become attractive to people, it starts to become attractive to people who might want to run for office, for people who might want to get involved in inter-party uh, volunteerism, you know, people who want to do community events to help people out, to get our message out there. And you know, I, I think that's very important in kind of changing the minds of uh, voters in where they can invest their votes. Because, I mean, they, when they see us putting our principles into actual action, you know, they may not agree completely with the Libertarian Party, but at least the next time they see a Libertarian candidate, or they see a libertarian event, or they see anything libertarianism, they think, oh yeah, those aren't the selfish assholes. Those are the guys that were out here cooking people breakfast. Those, they, those were the, the politicians in Clarksville that were out there proposing uh, two A sanctuary cities, trying to get us medis trying to get us cannabis in this state, which which is a, a rounding majority of Tennesseans, but we can't do freaking public resolutions in this state. So I have to try to push everything through the state and they're standing firmly in our way. So I think, you know, we're doing a good job. We just need to crank it up and keep doing what we're doing. We need to get more libertarians elected across the state, which I know Trisha is going to be uh, helping us out with. Uh, Rob out there, we uh, pounded the pavement with him on uh, Saturday. Hopefully we will have another elected libertarian here soon. I believe we will. He, he's an awesome guy. I couldn't believe how he had those uh, uh, walking packages put together. That was the most, because I walked in, I was like, I don't know what to do. You're just going to have to. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, here, here's a package. Here's the paper. Here's the addresses. I've got this put together. I was like, oh, uh, well, this is easy. Yeah, yeah I can do this. I, I will say, uh, I give you, I give y'all more credit than I'm ever willing to give myself because I showed up at 10 a.m. We're sitting there eating breakfast. He's rattling off all this information. I was like, dog, I, I love you to death, but 
I, I, you lost me like before my bacon showed up, and <laughs> and he was like, he's like, yeah, okay, cool. So we 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 you know we left out of there, and he handed me one of those packets. I was like, so run me through this, and he was like explaining it, and I was like, okay, explain it to me like I'm two. He did. I was like, yeah, I'll follow you. You just we'll knock on doors and. <laughs> I was like, dude, I it was it was big brain moves. He was way beyond what I was able to do. Um, I'm one of those people. Look, I'll, I'll fork out the money to just buy enough to knock on every door because I, because because for people who don't weren't there and who weren't privy to this, he had every address from now from the county. So it, it's not like he's like stalking people or anything. But he had information from the county of every person who had voted in the last three elections. And it, he had it on Google Maps. It, you could see where they were on Google Maps. He had the addresses written down. He had the, he had, uh, the right, now, uh, right number of uh, door hangers for each house plus five in case, you know, there's somebody walking by. Hey, throw them one. That's a lot of work if for anybody who doesn't understand, like, like who doesn't understand how much work that would have been. He had it broken down into sections too. So it wasn't like, you know, Oh, you've got this street on this side of town. Then you got to drive across town and get this street. No, it was all broken down by like streets that are close to each other. And that's exactly, that's what you have. I mean, that's how you do a campaign. Uh, Having a person to sift through your data and separate it out and stuff like that. Um, For mine, luckily uh, I had the walk app, which I got from, the frontier project so that's something that i'd like to see us be able to implement those kind of things which is a canvasser app that has that all on there you know it even has answers to questions people may ask you but that stuff that you guys are talking about is a lot of work and he he is on it because that's absolutely what you have to do i did want to ask when is his election because i can't remember right now may 4th may 4th and may today the 4th be with you <laughs> Um, 20 minutes ago, the, this isn't Tennessee, but 20 minutes ago, the polls closed in DeKalb where Sasha is running uncontested. Um, so I have, I have their, their election results pulled up on my phone. So whenever it gets updated, I might cut you guys off to tell you, cause, uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about his race. (laughs) Sasha, Sasha is an excellent candidate. He's an excellent libertarian and we're definitely proud to call him a friend and can't wait to hear his results. I, I know he's going to be on Spike show, Spike's show, I guess just started. So him and Cole both are on the show tonight. So yes, as soon as you get those results in, we would look, like you said, it's not Tennessee, but sometimes we got to be libertarians without borders. We got to celebrate our victories and lift each he's other on, where we he's are on with spike right now yes while he's waiting for results yes. like i can't oh my gosh i was peeing yeah, myself at this point. Spike <laughs> waiting for, it's uh yeah <laughs> but yeah sasha's sasha's great but yeah i love i love what we're doing in this state you know i talked to rob you know i think it was yesterday day before yesterday but definitely everything that he's doing great, you know, everything that our candidates across Tennessee have done, 
that has been great. You know, we need to we need to capture that and put that into candidate training materials for our candidates in the future. I know uh, we've got the Region Two candidate training coming up soon. I think that's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. I've got with I've got to get with David Sexton, get yeah. a little bit of details on that. Yeah, it's uh, supposed to be I think in Atlanta. I believe so. Yes. She's amazing. I love her. Yeah, it's going to be in Atlanta. Hold on one moment, please. Yeah, and so I'm I was I was in on the first call on that. So it's supposed to be in Atlanta. The The second call was supposed to be around the time we had that. So it's supposed to be like 30 minutes before that XCOM we had recently. But nobody sent me any information. I was like, what's going on? I, I asked everybody who I knew that was in that call, and they're like, we don't know either. Okay. So uh, I don't know. I've got an update from David Sexton on that. Uh, our LNC2 Region 2 alternate rep. He said uh, the Atlanta is in the planning stages. Uh, no real new details, but sounds like it'll be at the same hotel as the Georgia convention last year. Uh, Link should go live in a couple of weeks, especially once they find out what their max cap is. And they believe that they've got close to the fundraising uh, goal raised. Uh, says also for any reason a person can't make all of the classes at one in one region, they can get the missed classes in other regions. So basically the entire training can be piecemealed together if you can't get them all at once. Yeah, so we, we had talked about that. So uh, we are probably expecting South Carolina and Alabama to go to that one because uh, South Carolina is in Virginia's region. <laughs> so what? I said they got their own damn regions. Go to their own. Well, well, to be fair, South Carolina is not driving to, like, Alexandria, Virginia. And I can't well, blame them. It ain't our fault that they're in a goofy region. <laughs> hey, I'm closer to Kentucky than I am to either of you, so. <laughs> I think I think Alabama would have to drive to, like, some, like either yeah, Texas. It's kind of off on an island when it, when it comes to regions. Because region two, you know, is Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. Mm -hmm. You know, then Alabama, I believe, was it region five? They're part of the Texas region, basically. Yeah. So Mississippi is independent. They they're not part of any of the regions. So Alabama is, is kind of cut off. Smart. <laughs> from everybody. Anarchy. Anarchy. But Last I heard, they don't want to be a part of us. We tried. We were like, hey, y'all want to come over? And they were like, F you guys. I'm moving to Mississippi. All right, so let me challenge both of you on this because I think that, Chris, you are the county. Are you the county affiliate or the county affiliate and the regional? No, uh, uh, John is now the county affiliate for Sullivan County. I'm just regional now. Even better. So I got the regional and the state. So we are going to make it out on May 4th so that uh, all of all of uh, Burke's precincts are, we ha he has lots of waivers and, and signs out there, right? Yeah. 
I'm not feeling confident in that answer, guys. <laughs> we got B there. Oh yeah, yeah, Rod, Rod, he's got Rod, he's got a lot of signs. Uh, I will personally be there to uh, wave signs. I'm sure uh, we definitely need to challenge a lot of our regionals to be there. Uh, I, and uh, absolutely, we need to get AJ out there in the uh, Statue of Liberty <laughs> signs. She she is an expert sign waver, so. Yeah, absolutely. Open challenge from uh, Tricia. I pledge as state chair that I will be there waving signs. So uh, any of our other regionals, any of our other state officers want to meet that challenge, I will be there. May the 4th be with us. If you're not there, you're not a real libertarian. Yeah. Well, <laughs> nobody's a real libertarian, so I guess nobody will be there. <laughs> I uh, I will say this. I am going to do my damnedest to be there. Uh, May 4th is actually my oldest son's birthday, which as a oh. super Star Wars nerd, I was excited about that. Like I was, I was, awesome. I was uh, in a galaxy far, far away over that. So, uh, but uh, well, if I can, okay. if I can figure out how to work his birthday yeah, into this. We'll have another birthday, man. They come around every year. Yeah, if I can, I'm, I'm sure my wife's watching this right now and she's fixing to come down here and shoot me. Yeah, in the she's head, gonna but... strangle me to death next time she sees me. But... No, she'll she'll you'll you'll know. You'll know to run because I'll be dead and you won't hear from me for a while. Uh but yeah, uh I always, I... Say, I always <laughs> say if you see me running, you better run to somebody's after me. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll definitely I'll definitely try to work it out to be there. I'll I'll like I'll uh I'll see if I can't sneak in like a fire truck ride or something for him which would yeah. blow his like tiny little mind i mean it would just... so but yeah I... anybody who's out there listening open challenge uh may the 4th morristown tennessee what what uh give us a little bit more details on his race chris so, oh gosh, uh, of course you would ask me that. Now I have my notes in front of me. Um, I wanted to ask all of the questions, and I was like, I won't put them on the spot. But we'll let Dave put them on the spot. I'll put, You're I, on the spot. Right on the spot, man. You're on the spot. Uh, it's what is it? It's Bob. Uh, he's running against Bob. Uh, yes, that's I, a real specific thing, Bob. Bob. He's running against people do not like him. I, we realized oh, that. No, from no. The that we walked. People do not like that man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so uh, people didn't want to come out and say it. So I'll say it because I don't care. I got guns in my house. So you can, whatever. But, but um, uh, everybody pretty much I talked to that I mentioned his name and they knew who he was said he's lazy. And he don't do nothing, and he's all for jacking up their taxes and pretty much everything any individual American hates. Um, and he's running in the first district. Trisha, which one did you run for, first or twelfth? Twelfth. So yes, yeah, so I was right. So first, <laughs> no, I get them confused. Uh, I, I, I got that. I, I would say I'm dyslexic, but I'm just an idiot. Um, but uh. So, yeah, so he's running the first district in Morristown. He's running against, I, I want to say Bob Garrison and Bob, uh, Bob Garrettson. Yes. That sounds yes. right. I haven't talked to him about it since your show, yeah. I think. Yeah, but, um, 
uh, uh, there's a lot of support. I talked to quite a few people. I think Rob and I, because I, I, I hung to him like, yeah. like a lost puppy in the woods. But uh, uh, the lot, a lot of the people I spoke to, I spoke to this really nice lady. She lived in this beautiful house. Let me just venture off here for a second. And this house was amazing looking. And she was an EMT in the Army as well, just like Rob was. And we were talking, and I said, yeah, he's running against Bob Garrison. She said, ah, I don't know him. She she rattled off some other councilwoman's name. And, and I said, well, if you don't mind, why don't you like her? And she said, well, she voted to increase my property taxes all three times in the last five years. I said, ooh. I said, well, Rob hates taxes. And she said, you might have a vote here. I said, okay. I said, well, look at look at his, you know, look at his profile on Facebook. I said, look at this, you know, flyer I got here for you, this door hanger. I said, he's he specifically has talked crap about this new trash can tax that you have to pay, whether you use city trash pickup or not. And she said, Yeah, go on. I said, Okay. I said, uh, you know, he he thinks that taxes should be reduced. He said, there's no reason why they should be going up and there's no additional services. There's nothing beneficial coming out of it. It's just going up. And he would definitely vote against any tax increases. She said, yeah, go on. And I said, I said, Rob's a great dude. I said, he was an EMT. I said, he he's not for all this this junk going on. I said, he's, he's trying to fix all these problems, you know, that these people that have been here for years and years. And she said, let me stop you there. She said, you go tell him that I'll be contacting him to make sure that he knows I, he has my vote. And I said, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what Chris star now, not telling him what to do because we're libertarians, but I'm sure he will probably on the not a real libertarian page for all you guys who are interested, he will tag Rob's Facebook page. So you can uh, go over there and check him out. One of my favorite things about uh, his door hangers was the chicken parm recipe on the back. (laughs) Rob's very, that, that was one of the most popular things about the door hangers because when AJ would talk to people, she would flip the door hanger over and be like, and on the back, we have Rob's famous chicken parmesan recipe. And people are like, oh, that's amazing. I love chicken parm. Who doesn't love chicken parm? Because there's the recipe right there on the back of his door hanger. It's that's a caveat. Business, business on the front, party in the back. It's the mullet <laughs> of uh, <door. laughs> Hey, that is a caveat right into another person who is running, not as soon, which is our treasurer, David Tyler, Yes, who is running again for the second time. And you know, name recognition, your second time around. I have faith in him this year. Uh, well, next year, but he's, you know, but he also sent out a mailer with a recipe on the back. And I asked Burke, and I asked both Burke and Tyler, if they had talked about it and they said no. So they both had like the same general great idea. And I'm like, where the F were you guys at when I was making my, here, I'm the woman, I have a culinary degree and I didn't put no recipe on my mailer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right, right, right. Share the wealth. 
right, you got your door hangers to go over again. What is your recipe? I nope. I'd have to put more thought into it than that. Might be meatball, meatloaf balls, maybe. Oh, no. that's wonderful. Let me let me explain something to you. I have this electrician that works at, at the plant, and this dude has a recipe for smoked meatloaf. I would strangle somebody right here, right now, if I was guaranteed smoked meatloaf for the rest of my life. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, it's delicious, and I hate to say it, but I had the recipe at my locker at work, and I will absolutely bring that thing home to share it with you, Trisha, because it is. It. It's. I can't explain it to you. It's like, I know a lot of people are like uh, meatloaf, but let me tell you something. It is no, we sweet. make meatloaf. It, it's. Oh, made that. Um, and uh. But uh, it's it's delicious. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, that actually excellent, blew my mind. Excellent idea. Excellent idea. It, it was it's yeah. phenomenal. I mean, because yeah. something like that. I mean, because people, because his actual definition, like his explanation for why he did it was, well, you know, it, it tells people a little bit about me, but it also gives them a reason not to throw it away immediately. And I'm like, yes, holy shit. That's insane. Absolutely. All right, I feel so- like y'all are just learning about campaigns tonight. Like, <laughs> Maybe it's because I just spent the last two years doing it. <laughs> you guys are like, they had these walkbooks. And I'm like, well, he better have had walkbooks. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, I was always stuck on either events, coordination, are social freaking media. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, the 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 ground pavement stuff is new and exciting for me. I always got stuck on either either planning and coordinating boots on the ground events or running a somebody social media and making dank memes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just an old school shit poster. I mean, I just I mean, that's just, that's what I've always been. I've never really done a lot of campaign work. I would love to do some. So if somebody wants to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so kind of uh, piggybacking off of the uh, question about the, uh, what would be your recipe? I know from video, the one video that you showed about asking because your microphone was on and you wanted to eat snacks. What are your favorite snacks to eat? during your city council meetings? Oddly enough, one of my constituents, and I have to, he had sent me all of these snacks and I was like, how am I gonna plan this? Um, I'm gonna actually have to put it on my um, my campaign disclosure because I still have a bank account open. Um, and he <laughs> actually took the picture that I had posted of my snack drawer because we have a drawer in our desk. Um, and he ordered me everything that was on there. And I will tell you, I like to drink Milo's tea. Mm. Um, and I have mini Oreos. I try to not crunch, but I can't help it. So mini Oreos, um, wasabi almonds. Nice. The little, the little blueberry muffins. I'm trying, my sister just painted my office. Um, he, him and his wife bought a, uh, beef jerky and i was like preach i need some protein six hour meetings 
And then um, I think that that's basically it. I have Tootsie Rolls in my drawer right now. I did a point of privilege for that, by the way. And it was yes, totally that's why I'm saying the point of privilege. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> I, that, I was like, was what fun. is this video? I was like, oh, this is amazing. I love this so much. I think I've seen the, I think I've seen the picture of the, the drawer. I've been looking for that new Milo's tea that's like the extra sweet. I haven't been able to find it yet. <clears throat> haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's like a purple label Milo's tea. They call it the extra sweet tea, which their sweet tea is about the close to, to Granny's Southern tea that you can possibly get. And I was like, good that's Lord, cool. have, they went, have they went one step beyond now so so it's out there somewhere i think it's an exclusive with the dollar store which how much more southern can you be with my <laughs> tea exclusive tea at the dollar store here chris i'll throw you one chris is up there like why are they talking about food chris you know what else you can get at the dollar store rip it oh, oh yes and actually it's like being a veteran, we're just in the dollar store. It used to be the best thing ever. Now we're just on dollar store shelves. So, no. Uh, well, look, my existence should be on the dollar store shelf. But I, I met a guy. He said, he told me in Johnson City, Tennessee, that there's a gas station that sells rippets on a shelf. And I said, okay, tell me where it's at. He said, I forgot where it's at. And I said, I, I should, I should just like beat your ass right now i said i can't i can't explain to you why why would you do that to me i mean that's like saying i found atlantis yeah where's it at i forgot <laughs> yeah i was drunk and high and i forgot i'm sorry bud Man, get out of here but uh what was your favorite rip it uh what there it was like a black cherry what no black cherry uh, see i was weird it, it, but see, it, it didn't taste like like a black cherry. Or, what was it? Black cherry or like? Was like it was, the red and black can? Yeah, it was something yeah, like they that. They don't really have flavors. It was just which which color can did you like best? I like orange and blue. The orange that, and blue can with antioxidants. That that reminds me of a meme about Gatorade. It's like if, if you uh, if you call Gatorade by any other name than the color, you're a cop. <laughs> yeah that's that's uh, as an mp i can tell you that's that's factual uh that's that's the first thing we learned was a uh, gatorade identification class um, yeah. uh I, I can't tell you how uh, yeah i'll say the red and black can was probably the one i liked because i'm weird um i lived in yeah that was the, the gross one yeah I'm, but I'm, I'm i'm an idiot um now I'm going to circle back around now. What was your favorite MRE? I have a question, too. Um, I, have a fa I just know which one is everyone's least favorite, the vegetarian omelet. <laughs> yeah, no. What? It's well, the see, worst. It, it, the, the vegetarian, didn't it come with peanut butter? It came with the peanut butter spray, didn't it? But the Sloppy Joe is the best. Okay, you're right. Yeah. I do have a favorite. It's Sloppy Joe. The Sloppy Joe one. The tuna one wasn't bad either, but that's a newer one. Not everybody knew about once I was in. Yeah, see, tuna, tuna had, uh, tuna was guaranteed to have the jalapeno cheese spread, and that that was like, 
for for people who don't know, uh, jalapeno cheese spread was more valuable than your body weight in gold. Like you could literally trade your car for a, a thing of jalapeno <laughs> cheese spread. Let, uh, let me just say this is one of the one of my favorite conversations where I have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here I got another one. Did you see the picture of my shirt at our last uh, discussion meeting? Okay, let me pull it up. Look, I'm drunk, so let me pull it up here. Hey, go ahead. Pull this I thing. wore my shirt that said "Good people smoke weed." Yeah, and I've seen that. Yeah. The mayor told me. The mayor told me today. He was like, "So let's talk about your shirt." But <laughs> I want to add something in there. Before that meeting, I had went and had my meeting with the chief of police. <laughs> and I just want, I just want all of you to know that that is the shirt I wore to meet with the chief of police, and he handled it very well. He was a scholar and a gentleman. Just, just when we thought we couldn't love you anymore, Trish. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do uh, little things like that. I'm proud of. What can I say? <laughs> so uh, I do want to say something like that is uh, that's that's hilarious. Number one and number two, um, good choice in drinks. I love Dr Pepper. There's nothing better in summertime than Dr Pepper. Um, but uh, oh, see, but I'm drinking Jameson. So I mean. That's the only way I can I can beat that, because I'm poor and I'm an idiot. But uh, so, um, my oldest son he's in preschool right now, but he'll be going to kindergarten next year, and you know, whatever. But I've been teaching him to say taxation is theft, and like we'll be we'll be sitting in bed. Oh shit. See, this is why this is why Trisha would if I lived in her in her her city, I'd she'd have my vote. I mean Jameson is just I mean this there's, there's Jameson is is the whiskey for angry people. That's why it's Irish whiskey. I mean if you're if you're angry, you're Irish. I mean I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. It's just that's that's the but so yeah, I've been teaching I am Scots Irish and yep. we are fighters. They say we're born fighting. Uh, Colin McGregor is my favorite person in pretty much in the entire planet. He may have gotten his ass whooped uh, in that boxing match, but he talks shit like nobody else, and it's hilarious. Hey, hey if you're if you're Scots Irish, you got to learn to take an ass whipping every once in a while, you know. Well, see. <laughs> I, I I go to the gym a lot, and a buddy of mine, he said, man, why do you go to the gym a lot? He said, you, you've been married for years. He said, you got kids. He said, why do you go to the gym? I said, well, I talk a lot of shit, and I got to learn to at least fight. I said, I said, I mean, if I'm going to talk shit, I got to at least have something to back it up with. But, uh, oh, so, yeah, back to what I was saying. Your son, your son. You were teaching your son. Yeah, I, I've been teaching him how to, to say taxation and stuff. We, we were laying in the bed the other night, and. We was watching TV. He was watching some of his one of his shows. I don't remember what it was. I was tuned out. He said, "Daddy, what?" He said, "Taxation is theft." I said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah." I said, "Cool." Can I tell so, my adorable kid story too? I can wait until you're done. Yeah, yeah. I, we got time, and uh, <laughs> um, but uh. So I was telling somebody about that, and I, I've told people I've been teaching them that, and people were like, you can't teach them that. 
he'll he'll get in trouble in school. I said, yeah, but I can explain that in the principal's office. I said they can't arrest, they can't they can't throw me in detention. I'll just I'll just go back out real slow. <laughs> I mean, this is the American Eagle, isn't it? I'm sorry. Let me turn that down. So, but uh, um, but yeah, I mean it. it I'm more worried about him getting in trouble from school for shit that I'm teaching him than, but I mean, <sighs> public education <laughs> is an indoctrination for children to believe the state will take care of them. I'm going to say that and I'm going to back out. Trisha, what's your adorable child story? I have an adorable taxation and stuff child story too. So my, my sister comes in and she's like, I have to tell you what Trigger said to me today. I'm like, all right, what's up? Okay, so you know you know the popsicles, and you cut off the top, and then you eat the top half, right? Yeah. So, so one of my kids was getting my youngest son, my oldest, my oldest, she's a girl, was getting my son one of these popsicles, and he said, I don't want you to cut it. And she was like, why not? He's like, I want Aunt Nell to cut it. And my sister, she's the, uh, she's the Montgomery County chair. Mm. And, and she was like, why do I have to cut it? And he goes, because you are a libertarian and libertarians don't take taxes. So when they take the top of the yes. popsicle, they call it taxes. <laughs> yeah, because I swear to God, I mean, I learned about taxes as a kid because every time I go to my mom, be like, can you open this candy bar from me? She'll take a bite out of it and go taxes. So by God, I learned how to open my own candy bar after a while. <laughs> I didn't even know my five-year-old knew how to say libertarian. Libertarian. Yeah, that is she British. He, they, my, uh, my other son, my oldest son, he used to say helicopter. I don't know why they say words like that, but they do. So, so one kid's British and one kid's French. As long as you don't have a German, I think you're all right. <laughs> if you have a German kid, it's gonna be it's gonna be hell at your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what you were talking about earlier about like uh, learning kids to fight. And I, I talked to my little boy's mom, Liam's mom, about uh, getting him to like karate or something like that. Because, and she was like, "Why does he need to get in karate?" I was like, "Cause he's a shit talker. He's a natural born shit talker." Because my parents, my parents are Republicans. Her parents are Democrats. And depending on what house he's at, he talks shit. If he's at the Democrat house, he talks shit about, he, he, he acts like he's a Republican. He's at, at my parents' house, he acts like he's a Democrat. And I asked him about that. I was like, why do, why do you do that to your grandparents? Get them all riled up like that. He goes, it's fun. Your your kid is my favorite person now. I think <laughs> we're creating monsters. It's gonna come back to bite us in the ass, you know. <laughs> All three of us. He's like, it's fun. I can't talk shit at your house because you talk <laughs> <about> both of them. <laughs> but at my grand, at my grandparents' house, I can make them mad about whatever. I can be a Democrat or a Republican. I was like, well, damn, kids, you might just damn near be a 
libertarian, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) He's basically basically me, but, like, a lot younger. Because, I mean, my stepmother, so I was recently... Uh, I went to go visit my dad, my stepmother. My stepmother is a classic. I will say she's a classical liberal. So she doesn't, she doesn't believe in all this like social justice bullshit. She, she, we had a phone call about, um, she basically told me that she gets frustrated with mainstream media because they pretend like a lot of them pretend that they're, um, non-biased and then will be obviously biased. And she's like, I, that's that's a lie so and then my dad he's he's it it blows my mind because in 2016 he's like i'm not voting for trump he's an asshole and then 2020 he's like i can't believe you're not voting for trump who you rather have joe biden i was like well i mean i'd rather not have either one of them i mean if i had my choice i'd vote nobody but uh um, so we were stuck in a car. We had to go from Manassas, Virginia to, uh, what in Alexandria? It was, um, Potomac Mills, I guess. <sighs> like I, I wasn't paying attention to the road. I was, I was focused on the topic, but we were talking politics. <clears throat> Every time my stepmother and I get in the, the vehicle, she works for the state department and I'm not going to say her name, but, um, we talk politics and, she is well versed in a lot of things. She's very educated on certain things, some things more than others, but it's it, it's based upon her preferences, which makes sense. Um, so we were discussing policy, but we had a very civil discussion the whole way there. My dad was just trying to be an asshole and break hard, he'd accelerate hard, and try to end the discussion. But her and I agree on a lot more now that I've become a libertarian in the last couple of years and you know it, and i this is the first time in a long time i've heard a democrat say crony capitalism is the problem with capitalism and especially the american form of capitalism and i was like i was shook at, i was shook by that i was like no i I didn't know anybody outside the Libertarian Party knew anything about that, but she's she's well versed in that, and she understands that, you know, basically the government picking favorites in 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 the economy is destroying everything. But uh, it's not capitalism. <laughs> it's not. It's it's really not. It's it's basically just soft core socialism. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I spent nearly twenty years in the automotive industry. And General Motors is one of the fucking dumbest automotive companies out there. Oh, yeah. Just, man, they do some dumb shit. Dude, I worked for a Chevy dealership for a couple they, of years. They do yeah. some dumb stuff. And GM can do some dumb stuff because they know once they get in trouble, because they are General Motors, eh, the government will just bail us out. They've done it. Three or four yeah. different times. So, because GM, GM just sits around and waits for everybody to innovate, and they come in about a week later and try to do the market, and the market's already flooded with the people who already did it. But I'm just like, eh, 
Oh, whatever. I mean, automotive industry is a crazy industry. And I spent about 20 years in that thing. And whoa. So do you remember when GM came or Chevy came out with that Silverado that had four wheel steering? I think it was like one or two years. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you about an ad I've seen today. They the new the new electric Hummer they're coming out with four wheel steering. It worked so great before. Let's do it again. Yeah, it's just it, it and it it. it Large companies like that should die, in my opinion. I think if you're not smart enough to innovate, you should die. I mean, the the oh, company. Yeah. yeah, well, G, GM probably should have died about 20 years ago, but the government keeps putting them on lock for some reason. See, kind of going to the automotive industry, kind of give you a little story about Volkswagen. And I know as libertarians, we don't like any kind of government, you know, ordinances. But going back to like the emission standards, the U.S. has some of the toughest emission standards in the world, especially for diesel vehicle, vehicles. Oh, yeah. So uh, back a few years ago, you know, the uh, Volkswagen Passat made in Chattanooga, Tennessee, you know, they had the big deal where, where the Volkswagen Passat was the, only, gate. What was the only diesel vehicle that met the American standards and didn't lose any of the benefits because these, these genius German engineers made this uh, a diesel engine that could not only meet the American emission standards, but not lose any of the benefits of the diesel engine. Well, this group who was wanting the EU to adopt the American emission standards went to the EU and said, hey, Volkswagen is top two um, manufacturing company in the world, biggest European auto manufacturer. They're meeting these standards, not losing any power. So you should adopt the American emission standards. So the University of West Virginia used to, the only way you could test emissions was putting the, the little pole up the tailpipe, putting it on a roller system. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm not even drinking, and I'm acting like a child. Go ahead and laugh. (laughs) But you put the, you you do that, and you put it on a roller system. Well, University of West Virginia developed a system where they could actually test the vehicle going up and down the road. So this company contracted the University of West Virginia to get them data to take back to the EU. Well, they found out the Volkswagen Passat was terrible awful had awful emissions so they went to volkswagen with this data it's like we've got all this data that says your data is bullshit and volkswagen was like no 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 your test is wrong well they found out (laughs) that volkswagen's engineers had developed an algorithm within the computer system of the volkswagen passat that detected when the vehicle was put on a roller system so when the vehicle got put on a roller system, the car would turn the emission system on to fool the test. Yeah. And when it was going up and down the road, it would turn the emission system off. So Volkswagen didn't count on someone de- building a better detection system. 
So eventually they had to admit it all. It's like, yeah, we cheated the system. Yeah. So that was uh, what was that? That was a missions gator, whatever they called it. Yep. Uh, I will say uh, the memes were absolutely fucking phenomenal off of that. Um, I think Joe Biden may end up being the funniest president we have because the memes are absolute fire right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, no one has quite fallen down a flight of stairs since Gerald Ford like he has. Yeah, no. I have, dude. I have <laughs> Sasha. I have Sasha updates, guys. All right. Ooh. I held it in for a couple minutes because I it, it refreshed a couple minutes ago. So, and I messaged him too. He's got uh, 25, 25 precincts. They have 65 altogether. And nine have reported... <clears throat> And he has 81% right now. Ooh, so five, five, 531 votes to 120 votes. Nine, nine precincts. So, so we may, said, looks like we may be adding a, a Illinois County clerk onto the, to the Libertarian Party list. Yep. Yeah, that's that's definitely that looks good. I mean, that early on with that kind of a lead, um, I mean that. Yeah, looks and his uh, so that particular seat, and this is I went looking it up a little bit, um, and I had told uh, Caitlin, I said I'm gonna pray for him if he gets that seat because if you go look up uh, city of DeKalb uh, city clerk, the last one left because of corruption. So he is walking into, he ran for that seat knowing he's walking into a hot chicken mess. So y'all keep, keep praying for that man. <laughs> yeah. And I'll let you know if it updates again. Yeah. Uh, yeah and uh, I think his opponent, his opponent's a write-in opponent, right? Yep. And like I said, it's, I think 120 write-in votes. So, I mean, that's not bad for a write-in. Like, I don't really take writing candidates seriously. I think I'm a bad person for that, but he's yeah. uh Yeah, but I think like the story on that one is is like the city government like didn't realize until like it had already closed that Sasha was the only one on the race. So they they have been pushing this writing co- candidate super hard because they are part of the DeKalb city establishment. Yeah. So, but he's been doing him and his entire team, Caitlin Cloven, Dan Lewis, you know, Ian Peak, all of those people up in Illinois have been doing a fantastic job over the past few weeks of, of pushing his campaign. And I'm so proud of Sasha and all of those guys. And I had spoken with Sasha at the convention and he was telling me what he was doing. And I was like, you're because he said, hey, I want to pick your brain. And then I started asking him questions. And I'm like, what do you need to talk to me for? You got this. And uh, I talked to Caitlin, uh, I want to say it was last week, because I had looked at his website and his branding. And his website and branding is on point. It all looks really good. So pretty excited. Uh, Rich Leach uh, commented on the video and he said, Without government, who would build the Camaros? Uh, <laughs> nobody, hopefully. So I would just like to get that out there. Hopefully, uh, nobody. 
have you seen, <laughs> have you seen the meme where it's a picture of a path through a forest and it says look the deer have created a government have you guys seen that meme no please share that oh my though. gosh i love it i love it so much <laughs> <laughs> the deer have created government yeah so i'm corny i'm a mom so well um I, I went to the gym today in a pair of shorts that were like a billion years old and a tank top that said dad bod. So, I mean, I can't say that you're too far off on that. But, uh, um, Trisha, I, I would like to ask you a question. So, I was 100% Facebook stalking you just like a couple minutes ago. Um, we took several photos together at the convention. Why am I not in them? I mean, my feelings are hurt. Like you can see, I'm did you tag I'm, me? like I'm did crying right me? now, right? Like I, I got tears. Like, I don't think did I post pictures of convention? Did, yeah. Let me okay, okay. Okay, let me hold just, on. Back up the train. I'll put up the picture of me and you. I might not have gotten it though. If you guys took the pictures and you didn't tag me, I don't have them. Look, you, you're you're status now. I mean, you're you're in the go. Hey, so let me tell I mean, you this. I just, just right before this convention, posted my pictures from last convention. Like I just posted them. <laughs> yeah. So Trish might have got a couple of pictures together. <laughs> and I know Ian Peak was taking pictures with me, and he said those are all from that. Uh, what's that guy's name that took the pictures? Timothy uh, uh, Teeter. Yeah, yeah, those are tags. See, you're in my tag pictures. See how you are? See, I was there, but I, I'm not in them. My feelings are hurt. I'm just going to cry tonight. <laughs> uh, Ian Peake took a picture of me, a picture with me, and he was like, what's up, Joe Jorgensen? And uh, I don't have... Uh, I don't have... What? I, me and Joe Jorgensen have very similar facial structures. But I went to take my mask off to take the picture. He's like, no, mask on. you look more like her. I was like, all right, now you're a dick. Um, <laughs> I, guess I guess that's just how he is anyway. What is my camera doing? Jesus. Yeah, he did. He did uh, uh, bring the entire Tennessee delegation to chant that birds weren't real. So. <sighs> That's my daughter. That's my oldest kid right there. He's really upset about this. Look at him. Oh my gosh. Where's the freaking? I really don't think that I have the picture. I'm going to look on my phone. Is that on there? I, he's not talking. He's just showing pictures. I'm, I'm, I'm shook. I'm, I'm, my feelings are hurt. I'm just going to cry. I don't even <laughs> have any pictures on my phone of convention. I don't, I don't, even, think I, I don't even think I have your Yeah, your I think me and you both were kind of busy during that convention. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. No, don't don't justify this, Dave. You and me are too close for this. Don't don't do that to me. <laughs> don't take this I'm, away from me. <laughs> I'm seriously looking. Through, wait. I do not have any pictures of convention on my phone except for the ones that I have joined from Peter because I loved his pictures. 
Oh, wait. Lies. I just found them. Okay. Wait. Wait. I do not have a single picture of me and you on my phone. Okay. I just got them. They will be posted as soon as we get off the show. <laughs> like, this is me with the... It's Appalachian, right? Are you Appalachian region? Yeah, for now, until we change the name to Bootleg Region. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, their their region is talking about changing their name. As someone who has always lived in in the Appalachians, I am very offended. Oh my God, we all look like pasty white Martians. Jesus. Here's me and Ian. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I was telling them that there's actually been a couple of different name changes for regions in our history, because Whiskey Region was not always Whiskey Region. The original name for Whiskey Region was the South Region, not Southern, but South. And I told them, I was like, South sounds stupid. (laughs) I said, it just don't even flow off the tongue right. I was like, we, we're the whiskey region. And then uh, the valley region was originally the Chattanooga region. And they're like, we're more than just Chattanooga. We've got, a... so they changed their name from Chattanooga to Valley. So there's already been a couple of name changes in our history. Whiskey used to be the South region and uh, Valley used to be Chattanooga, so. Noted. Oh. Uh, Trisha. We're going to be the best region pretty soon. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Cody, Cody out of uh, Hawk, uh, what county? What county is Cody in? He's there in the river region with you guys. Uh, we got Dixon. Um, geez, I don't even know what who all is active now. I want to say it's just like well, Cody. He's he's not Dixon. He's the other county. He he's right there next to Maury. Oh, Cody Nix. Because Maury County. Cody Nix. Yes. Uh, but anyway, he he is hell bent on uh, doing a co-event between Whiskey Region and River Region. And calling it Whiskey River. Ooh. Whiskey River. Take my <laughs> I, I will good show luck, up for that. Good luck with Josh Beal on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, every time I see him, he's like, Whiskey and River. Needs to, Whiskey and River needs to do a, a, a co-event and call it Whiskey River. I, I show up for that. I was like, Willie Nelson to show up for that one. Yeah, never know. Hey, we're the only party openly talking about nationwide legalization of weed, so he might do it. We could. I I doubt it, but maybe. But, uh, uh, Trisha, so I I, want to shut some stuff uh, on my wife. Um, She said you look bored. So I want to, I want to, want to flaunt some of her her handiwork here uh i i want to send you something so i want to send you one of those stickers it, it won't be as good looking as that but uh it'll, it'll be close uh dave's got some but I'll, i want to send you a, a decal for that 
you throw it on a tumbler, throw it on a throw it on your desk, throw it on a vehicle, but you look for something. So she made those? Your wife yes. made those? Yeah. Awesome. It, Great it job. Co- cost me a small fortune, but yes. Um <laughs> but uh but yeah. Um <clears throat> Um, it's worth it. Don't be so hateful. <laughs> she's absolutely worth it. I'm a soft two. She's a hard ten. So <laughs> don't you ain't gotta tell me shit. So I mean, like I like so when I did that 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 event with uh, Spike, I was like, yeah, dude, I understand. I mean, people think your wife looks better than you. I, I get that. Yeah, I hundred percent get that. Anybody who's seen my wife for more than half a second gets that. They're like, dude, yeah. did, it, did is she all right? Did y'all see what the Libertarian Party of Alabama did to Spock in their program? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His wife's name's uh, spouse. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tasha's, Tasha. Uh, Tasha Tasha's spouse. Yeah. Yeah, that that'll be that'll be my tombstone. It'll be uh, Caitlin Darnell's spouse, and then Caitlin Darnell, because <laughs> nobody will remember me. But that's all right. Yeah, and Ta- Tasha Cohen is amazing. I love Tasha, dude. She, she, I remember at convention she was talking about she's not into all this, but she was <laughs> phenomenal about walking around talking to people. So she's gotten used to it. But she's like, you ask her about policy, and she's like, I don't know. Yeah, but I I remember the first time I ever met Spike, and the first time I ever met Tasha was in uh, 2019. I think it was around November when the South Car- when they had the South Carolina convention, and uh, we had an Airbnb. It was me, Spike Cohen, uh, Matt Wright. The other guy from uh, the guy on the left from Muddy Waters Media and Vermin Supreme. And that was a wild Airbnb. I guarantee it was. <laughs> but, but I can remember the first time I ever met Tasha Cohen is when she first ever met Vermin Supreme. And Vermin like walked off, and Tasha was like, That man is kind of crazy. <laughs> It's like, well, no shit. He's got a boot on his head. <laughs> but see, like, like, so <clears throat> Spike and I talked about that for anyone who didn't watch that. He, he's intentionally crazy. Like he he put he he plays a crazy man. Like he's he's uh um. Yeah, Vermin Vermin Supreme has been running for president since like the early nineties. He started yeah, out I remember when I was a kid. Yeah. Vermin Supreme started out, I believe I've got his documentary, uh, Who is Vermin Supreme on my uh Xbox, but uh he started out, I think it was in the mid eighties. He ran for mayor of Baltimore, Maryland. That was his very first political campaign. And if you ever get a chance to watch the documentary, Who is Vermin Supreme, you can go on uh, the uh, Microsoft whatever and buy, but you can buy that documentary. 
And it, it's kind of wild to see kind of Vermin's uh, progression over time from, you know, being a political activist to, you know, you know, cause kind of when you get down into his message about different things, it, it, it's, it's really kind of a, a joke on the system. It's like, Oh, free ponies. Oh, I'm going to offer you free ponies. Guess what? Politicians offer you free shit every single day. Are they ever going to fulfill it? Hell no. They're going to tell you, you're going to get free education. You're going to get free health care. You're going to get free this. Vermont offers you free ponies. Are you ever going to free, get a free pony? Hell no. You're never going to get a free pony. And it's just kind of wild to see see his progression, the different types of activism that he's done over the years to help bring, bring a, a voice to people who have kind of been voiceless for their entire political existence. They've never felt a home and they kind of gravitate towards that, ver that, that Furman Supreme message. Is, is that a message that we need to be putting out on a national scale? Maybe not. But <laughs> I learned a lot from Vermin Supreme working with him. And, you know, learning that, that message of, of peace and love and compassion and, and seeing Spike take that message and, and kind of turn it into what Spike does. You know, being on the campaign trail with Spike, you know, going to his bus tours and doing speeches and watching him work. I mean, just watching Spike Cohen work and, and knowing that Vermin, in, Vermin influenced a little bit of the way that he works. He, he is not Vermin. There'll never be another Vermin Supreme in this time stream. You know, whatever time stream Vermin ends up in. <laughs> may end up hundred years in the future with his time time space continuum stuff. But Spike Cohen seeing him uh work and talk to people. Uh when 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 Spike interacts with someone, you know, he's not your typical politician. You know, he doesn't go up someone speak through them. It's like here's my message. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, here picture uh, get out of here. Spike Cohen, you know, is like, hey, I'm Spike Cohen, Libertarian Party vice presidential candidate. What is your, you, talk to me. And he listens to what their important issue is, because everybody's got an important issue that they need to talk about. And he listens. Once they start talking, he listens, whether it takes them two minutes, or I've seen him sit there for 17 minutes or more talking to people about what is important to them, meeting them where they're at. I think Trish talked about that earlier, you know, meeting someone where they're at, you know, what is your major issue? Talk to me about what, what is your problem? And, and he listens, he lets them talk and he listens. And yeah. then when they are done talking, he offers an actual real world not some kind of fantasy fucking thing. He offers a real world libertarian solution to them. And they walk away. They might not walk away 100% of the time agreeing with him. But he's planted a seed. And so the next time they hear libertarianism, 
they hear Libertarian Party, they hear Libertarian candidate, they think about that interaction that they had with a Libertarian candidate. That guy listened to me. He attentively listened to me. He offered a real world solution. And he seemed like he actually cared about my problems. Man, this is how we win. This is the way. Caring about in caring about the people. Like Trisha says, people over politics. I stole that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I kind of stole this as the way from a from, from a Disney show. <laughs> the Mandalorian. I know, I know where it comes from, yeah. My husband Don't tell it. everybody. Thanks for ruining it for everybody else. <laughs> I, I, I hate to be the one to tell you, but I think everybody knew. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But, I love the way, I actually was going to say it a couple times, but I love the way you put it. It's exactly the way I would have worded it. Uh, Spike took what Vermin does on his level and he mm -hmm. made it real. He took it from... Yeah. He took it from fairy tale to, you know, relevant, real now. And I think that Spike does do that extremely well. And I want to, I want to touch on something. So when I talked to Spike, he, so let, let me give some background here. He, so I gave a shot in the dark. I'm, I'm one of those people that um, I'm willing to just, throw something out there and say hey look um i'm willing to give this a shot if it don't pan out the worst i can hear is no but he was going on kennedy on fox and i said i was one of the top 10 comments the first 10 comments on the thread i, I might have been the first but i said hey you know i'm the you know county chair for Sullivan county in tennessee i'd love to have you on for a live event and I was out, sorry to David Tyler, but I was in the middle of an event with David Tyler and a couple other people, and I just lost my shit. And I was like, holy shit, Spike Cohen's going to come on. And I explained what had happened in that event. And, um, you know, that's when myself and Brian Lambert started talking and Brian, God bless you, son. I mean, you you need all the credit in the world because I know you've got your work cut out for you. But um, and I've, 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 I've told him this in person. I've told him this over Facebook Messenger. I've told him everywhere I can. And God bless him. But um, uh, Spike Cohen does not give a shit how small or how big you are. He will do whatever. Uh, uh, Brian was telling me that he done a podcast <clears throat> with with a kid who was like twelve at the time, he said, "That's Ryan, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Jenkins." Yeah, yeah, Ryan Jenkins. Yep. Yeah, and, me, uh, me, Ryan Jenkins, and Spock were on a podcast. And 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 uh, Ryan said that Spike called him and said, "Dude, got this kid out in Tennessee. You've got to book me for him." He's like, "Dude, you've got all this other stuff." He's like, "I don't care. Push something back." We've got to do it. And he's like, oh, I'll figure it out. That, that that's is a so politician. Important, though. It's so, that's so important, though. 
because um, someone Ryan's age and Ryan's been, I've been working with him for two, three years now. So, I mean, he was 12 when he started and now he's 14. Um, and my daughter, I like to, to talk about her all the time. She's also 14. Um, I think she's like the vice chair or co-chair or something like that for the young libertarians. And this is something again, that Vermin was really good at was getting the youth. But a lot of times we forget that there are some kids younger and not a lot of them, but the ones that are like, Hey, I want to be a part of this. Like Ryan was, mm-hmm. um, we have, we have to scoop them up. So Spike doing that for Ryan was huge. I just, yes. I think that reaching out to kids that in that age group are, is huge. And the Libertarian Party is really good at this because we don't have like age, depending on your bylaws, like our bylaws, we don't have an age limit. So my daughter is the at-large officer in the county party at 14, you know, and, and everyone's like, oh, well, you just put that in her head. Absolutely not. I made her read the statement of principles and stuff. And she had to come back to me and tell me she wanted to be a Libertarian. And uh, she's way more Libertarian than me anyway. But I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to point out that that, that was such a huge thing. And it's so important because, you know, 14-year-old kids get irritating. But for us to be, um, you know, cultivating that and, and telling them, hey, let us know what you want to do or whatnot. I mean, it, it is really important because they are the next generation. And for, for them now, it's, it's not even four years from now, you know? Yeah, so... <clears throat> Absolutely, because, I mean, Tom, you know, when a lot of us in Tennessee got in the Libertarian Party, you know, I I joined the Libertarian Party of Tennessee in 2016 when I was, you know, in early 30-ish, maybe. (laughs) And Tom Arnold was there. Tom Arnold uh, led, and Tom, one of Tom's big focuses is youth engagement and at the time we were the youths you know and tom arnold i mean that way i always talk about tom arnold showed us the way the this is the way i didn't create the way you know i had to be shown the way as as a libertarian and tom arnold was a person that showed showed me the way and you know tom arnold on a post the other day you know, Tom, Tom ain't getting any younger. <laughs> and Tom, Tom Tom has influenced so many people, not only in Tennessee, but outside of Tennessee. But the the Libertarian Party of Tennessee, the, the benefits that we're we're seeing today with with people like myself, people like Trisha, people like Marcus Baker. Chelsea Baker, people who represent us on the LNC, like David Sexton, you know, Tom really absolutely influenced us. And there, there was a meme uh, that went around, I guess, the day of convention that, that's an older meme. It, it, it's Splinter and the Little Ninja Turtles and then the Big Ninja Turtles and the, the Splinter. And, and Splinter was Tom, and, you know, and to see the influence that Tom has had, uh, not only in the Libertarian Party of Tennessee, but all across the country. But I think one reason that we're so successful in Tennessee is because of that early vision that Tom Arnold had uh, 
to engage the youth who is coming into this movement. And now, you know, as we're getting older, you know, I'm fast approaching 40. You know, I'm a, I'm an elder millennial, you know, and now we're looking towards the youth, the Ryan Jenkinsons of the world, Trisha Butler's uh, daughter, you know, we, Zelia, we, Zelia, we are, you know, we're the Tom Arnolds now. The youth, you know, to give a game of, give, give a game of Thrones reference, we're holding the door as elder millennials. I, I would just like to say as a, as an actual millennial, I'm 27. So, I mean, I, I'd say 40's pushing it. But no, I, no, I gave Trisha shit the first I, time I had I, her on. Yes. So you've got to catch this I, shit too. We we are part uh we uh we we have a kind of a unspoken caucus right now called the 1982 caucus. And uh there's so uh I'm part of the 1982 caucus, AJ, Spike, uh David Tyler. Uh, Claire, you know, and we jokingly say we're a bunch of kids born in 1982 trying to prevent 1984. So, 82 so is not millennial. They're not millennials. Stop listening to them. They're not late millennials. I'm, I'm okay. So I was born on the first day of 83. So I claim I'm allowed to be in the 82 caucus. <laughs> um, we I'm, are, yes, we grew up, it. we grew up analog. We are Gen Xers. We are the youngest Gen Xers, in my opinion. Like, honestly, the way we act, our lives, we remember when the internet came out, for God's sake. So, so you're young boomers. How to use, yeah, my husband <laughs> teaches me how to use phones, all right? So, boomers. We, we're, so we're, we're the new boomers, new and improved. <laughs> so... I remember living in North Carolina, you know, trying to trying to cram as much in as I could before somebody called us on the phone. I remember dial-up. I remember DSL. I, I, Millennial is basically the invention of the what we call modern internet. Um, in the 1980s, uh, uh, especially in 1982, you know, you're, you're top riders, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I was, yeah, top riders. <laughs> I, just I got, used the typewriter. I used the typewriter in school. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Now you got to make beans of the both of us. I mean, I'm like I said, like I said earlier in this podcast, I'm a shit poster. That's why I gotta go to the gym a lot. So I mean, I'm I'm down for whatever. <laughs> now you gotta make things with both of us because you made fun of me for typewriters. I, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. I look. <laughs> I, I work at a job where I've got nothing but twelve point one hours of shit posting time, and and Eric Montressor, he was, uh, he was like, dude. You've got a lot of time on Facebook. I'm like, you damn right I do. So, I mean, I've got plenty of time to, to make memes. But, uh, look, I, I'm not going to suck up all night with y'all. Um, I appreciate y'all coming on that. Um, 
both of y'all are fucking phenomenal people, and I don't give a shit to say that. Um, David Jones and Trisha Butler, both of you are just fucking phenomenal libertarians, but nobody's a real libertarian. Um, and Trisha, no. you're doing... Say what? No true Scotsman. No, absolutely not. Um, Trisha, you're doing great work out in Clarksville. Dave, you're doing great work all across Tennessee. And both of y'all, you know. Um, but like I said, you're not real libertarians. So I yeah. appreciate y'all coming on tonight. And uh, yeah. Hey, let me finish with Sasha. 41 out of 65 precincts reporting. I'd say I'm pretty comfortable with that. Um, he's got 15, 15, 82%. I think, I think we got us a libertarian up there in the I, call. I think, think we might have us a libertarian county clerk. Hell yeah. City clerk. City clerk. City clerk. That, that's, that's good work. Cool. I mean, congratulations to Sasha. I'm, I'm willing to be, I'm, I'm willing to be, uh, premature. Um, you can ask my wife, but, uh, yeah, I'm willing to be premature and, uh, <laughs> Dave's losing his shit, but uh, yeah. So I mean, congratulations, Shasta, uh, Sasha, and uh, Shasta. Uh, yeah, fucking fucking Jameson's beat my ass, but uh, Dave Jones, I appreciate you coming on, Miss uh, Trisha Butler. Thank you for coming on, and uh, hope you yeah. have a good night and uh, be and, safe. Yeah, and like I told Trish, like I told Trish couple of weeks ago this is the way to take it seriously <laughs> you guys have a good night and thanks for having us absolutely bye love y'all